He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Isaiah 2 verse 4. Kia ora and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast. Formerly the 99th most popular podcast among Kiwis on Spotify. A big shalom to everyone sent by the Lord. Welcome to episode 21. Fill Me In is a podcast where we talk to Kiwi Christians who were not raised as Christians, but now the Lord has brought them into the flock. We chat the highs, the lows, the inspiring, the brutal, the rest, and the work and everything in between that comes with belonging to the risen Savior. And we've got Courtney with us today. Courtney, how are you going? Yeah, kia ora, Phil. I'm going good. How are you? Yeah, doing very well. Thanks. Excited to have you on. Could you just introduce yourself um, to us? Oh, okay. Um, ko hikurangi me nongataha oku maunga, ko waiapu me utehina oku awa, ko horuta me tiaroa oku waka, ko ngāti parau me tiaroa oku iwi, ko whānau ahunara me ngāti whakaue oku hapu, ko Courtney Thompson tōku ingoa, uh, ko Peter Thompson, so my name is Courtney Thompson, I'm 29 years old, uh, from Rotorua, Te Arua. Um On my dad's side, he's from a small town uh, called Rangitukia in Tukituki, down the east coast. Um, and yeah, the rest of my whanau is from Te Arua. So yeah, my husband is Peter Thompson. <laughs> Awesome. That's, <laughs> That's great. Well, Heidi uh, Mai, Courtney, good to good to have you on with us today. Could you tell us how long you've been a Christian for? Um, I gave my life to the Lord April 2019. So what's that, four years? That is amazing. Four years? That's very cool. Super yeah. fresh. That is awesome. Super fresh. <laughs> yeah, I love to hear it. That's That's really great. So could you tell us a bit about... Um, your life at the moment and what it, what being a Christian sort of looks like and how that goes. Like well, if someone were to well, ask you, what's what's the whole Christian deal about? Um, what would you sort of say? The whole Christian deal? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, um, loving the Lord is the most um, fundamental thing that mm. we should be and be doing as Christians is getting to know the Lord personally um, knowing that he loves us and leaning into that love. Yeah. Um, yeah, because growing up, you know, it's um, that's the one thing that you feel is missing. Okay. Is is love, like a, a pure love. Um, and, yeah, so um, I think that's the main thing <laughs> for me yeah. at the moment is just, yeah, learning to... Um, Believe that the Lord loves you with even though you have faults and yeah. um, when you don't measure up, yeah, God's grace and God's love is, is freely there for you to, yeah. Um, yeah, to have and yeah. <laughs> Amen. Where sin abounded, grace abounded all the more, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. <laughs> hey, so could you tell us a bit about uh, yourself before you were a Christian. I mean, so you've said you've been converted, you were converted in 2019. So that's, so what, mm-hmm. does that make you, what, 26, 25 when you were converted? Yeah, right about that. yeah. Okay. So yeah, could you tell us about Courtney prior to 
come into Jesus? It's hard because, you know, it's only been four years, but the Lord brings you through so much in that time that you kind of forget where you come from. Yeah. But, you know, like I've thought about it a lot and, um, yeah, I was just, I was not in a good place. I was, um, just before I came to the Lord, I was um, about to commit suicide. And I was in a really low place in my life. And, mm. um, yeah, I wasn't, obviously wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just, yeah, I just had enough of life and mm my own company i guess yeah um yeah so the day that i was about to do it my truck broke down so that's how i came to know jock because he's a mechanic (laughs) so he came um and once he finished with my truck he shared the gospel with me and um i was in the new age um back then so um, practicing witchcraft and Jesus consciousness. I'm not sure if you've heard about that, but no, I haven't. Um, yeah, it's like a it's a fake version of Jesus. So um, yeah, I was doing those things, and um, yeah, I thought I knew about Jesus when Jock came to talk to me, and I was very uh, proud and um, thought I knew everything. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so um, that's pretty much where I was, and I was very humbled over that next year, just um, mm. coming to know who God is and seeking Him. Like in the end, I was seeking Him a lot because I yeah. thought, oh, you know, the way that Jock was talking about the Lord and. Because over that time, my my truck broke down four times, and he fixed it four times. Oh wow! Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I felt like after a while, like thinking back on that time, I was like, "Wow, the Lord was really chasing me." Yeah. I feel. <laughs> yeah. And, so um, did he did he like bring Christian things up with you like the first time he fixed your truck? Yeah, he shared the gospel the first time he. Yeah. He just asked, like, oh, do you know who Jesus is? And um, yeah. do you know about the Bible? Just things like that. And then he, sure. then he told me about um, sin and uh, the good news that the Lord forgives us and he loves us. Um, and that's the one thing that really stuck in my mind is when he said that God loves me. Mm. And I was thinking, what do you mean? That's awesome. <laughs> like, nobody, like, and back then I was thinking nobody loves me. So mm. when he told me that God loves me, I was like, and I was really wanting to know that love. Yeah. Because that's what I was lacking um, growing up. I felt like I was very lonely and yeah, lacking okay. love. Yeah. So when someone was telling me about that, I was like, I want that. I want to mm. know. So, um, yeah, just seek. I ended up just seeking the Lord. and um, But when I got a Bible from my boss my old boss um that's when god really took hold mm. of my heart because that's his word that's how he speaks to us and yeah that's how i came to know the lord a lot more and yeah and it just spiraled from there you know yeah going down to finally giving my life to god and yeah. surrendering yeah 
That's amazing. So did you find, just going back to Jock for a second. So for those of you who are listening, if you don't know, Jock's a, Jock's a buddy of mine who lives in Rotorua and he's like a keen as evangelist. He's spinning conversations yeah. with all sorts of people, spinning yarns, I should say, spinning conversations. That doesn't make sense. He spins yarns with people about the Lord. Um, and so obviously he's met you. I didn't know that um, <laughs> until we've, we've literally just started talking right now. Um, did you find that like initially when he brought it up, you were kind of surprised that he was going there? Yeah, I didn't think that <laughs> he would be like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about it because I thought I knew mm. um, things about the Bible and God yeah. and I was very um, arrogant. Okay. So just to – but I was – but before that, I I hated God right. before I knew Jock or before any of this stuff happened because mm. um, – I've been through a lot of my life, so I okay. really did not like God, yeah. <laughs> um, which is horrible to say, but that's mm. how it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was very keen to just, like, shut him down and, okay. you know. But he was very gracious, and that's what that's what stuck with me is the way he spoke and yeah, the okay. way he came across and um, – a very gentle way yeah. of sharing the gospel. It was nothing like I've never had a conversation like that with someone before mm. about like religion and Jesus. So yeah. yeah, it was very different, which made me like want to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and how did it go? So like, it's a process of time. Were you talking about similar things each different time your truck broke down or did it sort of progress yeah. or how'd that sort of go? Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. So he was just saying, Oh, you know, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Like, mm. you have my 0800 number, yeah. <laughs> like his business number. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, cool. But I was actually had some questions um, yeah. about suffering and yeah. why do things happen and why does God allow things to, why, do, why does God allow, you know, um, people to go through hardships. Yeah. So I had questions like that. So the next time I saw him, um, it was more so those kind of questions that came up. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember what his re replies yeah. were, but obviously they were profound enough for me yeah. to want to keep speaking. Yeah. That's awesome, um, the, the third time that I saw him, um, that really struck me because – that's the time I invited him into my home and we had a cup of tea, a coffee. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about sin and like he said specific sins that I struggle with. Right. And it really struck my heart. Like I felt like, like, like a blow, like, um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm hurting God. I'm sinning against God with the things that I'm doing that he's talking about. So that really, when he left, I was, I felt, started to feel real broken. Mm. So that was kind of the, um, you know, the godly sorrow that um, turns into repentance. Beautiful. That's when that started. Yeah. And then the fourth, the fourth time he um, spoke to me, um, he said that he listens to podcasts in his ears Okay. Um, as he works um, and he was listening to a podcast about the new age um, and he's like oh I don't want to listen to this so he changed the channel I think that's what he was saying and then it would come back in this podcast about the new age 
Um, and then he thought, oh, I'll just listen to it. So the next time he saw me, the last time, he gave me that podcast that he was listening to. And the podcast that he was listening to was a guy um, called Steve. He okay. was a new age teacher and one that I um, followed. Um, and he had gone from social media for a while. Okay. But in this podcast that Jock was listening to, it was actually his testimony of coming to the Lord. Mm. And so he thought, oh, he'd share this podcast with me. And, um, yeah, it was. it's just funny how God gives you things to pass on to people. Totally. Um, yeah, and it really that really helped my journey to be like, mm. oh, there are people like me in the New Age that have turned to Jesus, and this is what their life looks like um, now and then. And, yeah, it was really interesting to me. So, mm. yeah, that was the last time that he evangelized to me and I came to church on Easter 2019, which is April when I gave my life to the Lord. And I didn't know it was Easter. I didn't know what Easter was. Okay. Um, yeah. So I went to Fenton Park and okay. yeah, there I was. <laughs> How, how'd you find going to church? Was this the first time you'd been to church? Yeah. First time. Oh, okay. well, yeah. First time that I've been to church as a adult. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, I, yeah. When I was younger, I had been to church one time. Um, it wasn't the best experience, Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay. So, so tell me about um, this. I mean, you mentioned there was a time where at, at this, at this particular service where you um, gave your heart to the Lord. W would you mind telling mm -hmm. us about how that went? Yeah, so um, I walked in and Kathy Brown was there at the door. Okay. Uh, and her husband. Um, and I just started crying. Okay. <laughs> and I ran outside. <laughs> yeah. And then she came out, brought me in, and I came to find out that she was in the New Age as well. Okay. So we sat together in church. Um, previously, and... right? She wasn't in it anymore. But <clears throat> yeah, previously, earlier, like, yeah. right, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, she um, pretty much took me under her wing, discipled me for the first year mm. of my Christian life. Um, but, yeah, that day in church, um, it was Tony preaching the crucifixion okay. and what Jesus had done for us on the cross. Um, and the song, you know, Man of Sorrows played, um, and that's the song that really brought me to my knees. And I felt like I was crying the whole service and I just felt, I felt forgiven. Mm. I felt loved. And I thought, who is this man that did this for me? Mm. Amazing. That, yeah. That forgave my sin. Yeah. That's special, hey? Very special. And um, yeah, just to know that, God loved me. Mm. That is what really brought me to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously listening to you, this is, you know, still a moment that's quite special to you and you cherish a lot. And Absolutely. it's so good to have, you know, just be able to look back on those <laughs> early parts of your Christian life and, you know, just sort of remember what it's all about, find, stirs you up and encourages you to keep going on, yeah. you know, what initially made it satisfying to you, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, um, no matter how many times I share it, I always cry. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Don't ever stop. 
No. <laughs> uh, that's great. So could you tell us, well, let, let's talk a little bit about the time since then. You know, actually, I'm just going to cut that sentence out because I, I did just want to say, I think it's just, you know, it's called a few things to hone in on there. Like, obviously, the, the gutsiness of people willing to strike up the conversation with you, like that that's awesome. And just seeing how people chipping away can actually, mm. you know, make ground for the kingdom of God. I just think that's really awesome. Yeah. And then also, you know, just, I guess, people taking advantage of the day and age that we live as well. Like, there are really good online resources. Like, there's a lot of terrible stuff too. But, you know, being able to send something to someone and you can go away and listen to it, that's, that's pretty awesome yeah. as well, you know, like, praise yeah. God. Praise God, absolutely. The the way that we can um, reach out mm. um, through the internet and, you know, God can do anything um, yeah. in any avenue. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing that we have technology to do that. So cool. So let's talk about the journey uh, since then, uh, the four years so far. Obviously, keeping in mind, that, yeah, like you're young and there's – still a long way, a lot of the journey to go. Like, Lord willing, you'll have decades in front of you working out the whole <laughs> Christian thing. But just reflecting mm. on the time that's been so far, uh, I like to talk about people that have been used by the Lord in your life. And you've already alluded to a few of them, but just to drill down mm. into that, do you have people that stick out that have been an encouragement to you, um, who have helped you? And could you talk to us a bit about what your connection with them has been like and, and what that's sort of involved? Well, there's one that sticks out, which is Sharon Brooks. Okay. Um, talk to me about Sharon. Yeah, she's yeah she's been a godsend. She's been absolutely amazing. She's always there for me whenever I like need to talk to her about certain things that's going on. She's an, a great encourager. Mm. Um, she's always encouraging, you know, me to do certain evangelizing things like she'll let me know if there's certain things to do and um yeah she's just incredible and um we have a ladies fellowship that we do once a month um and we yeah we have a group about 12 ladies um and we kind of meet um either my house or her house um and we just you know, do Bible studies with the ladies and um, have, you know, kai and yeah. Yeah, just be together. And so we do that together. Um, we were doing Sunday school together. Cool. Um, so she's 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 my mum. Cool. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. She's a, she's a mum to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. She's, mm. Tell me about that study that you just mentioned. So, you, you know, about 12 ladies going along. Is that a lot of people kind of your age or is it all very diverse and different? Um, so when we first started that we have lots. Oh, so I go to Roosevelt Bible Church. Cool. Um, a lot of old saints there. Cool. So there's not yeah. really anyone my age. I think me and my husband are the youngest. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, Beautiful church. I preached there not- like in 2016. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah, very, very cool place. <laughs> I got a, I got a very yeah. funny story about Roosevelt Road for later on, but I I won't interrupt you. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, lots of old saints, awesome, lots of the wisdom there and the yeah, just the life lessons that they've been through and yeah. the life learnings that you can glean. Mm. Um, so I love that church, but yeah, so a lot of the ladies that are in our fellowship is of their age. Yeah. Um. Elderly. Um, lately, we've been getting a few um, 
younger ones coming cool. in. Um, but yeah, so but no, ma- mainly older. older yeah. Ladies. Oh, praise God for that. And so that those people, so the ladies that you study are from the church by and large. Yeah, yeah, oh. from the church, a couple from the community, um, but yeah. Yep. So it just it just depends on the day who who's coming in. That's awesome. And so, how does that study typically go? Like, what what sort of will happen at a typical at a typical get together? <laughs> yeah. So we open with prayer, um, read from the Bible. We always do um, different topics each week. So um, next Friday, I'm doing the language of suffering. Cool. Um, um, so we're um, doing an in depth study of the psalms um one of the lament psalms um and then i'll be doing uh we always do an activity as well so this time we're gonna learn i'm gonna teach how to write a psalm of lament okay um with each of the um you know the kind of topics that a psalm of lament would have okay um but yeah otherwise we just do a a cute little craft sometimes like card making or do some harakeke or Cool. Uh, learning about uh, rungawa, um, herbal medicine. Okay. Um, so it just depends, but yeah, always different topics, and yeah. and then we have a a little kai and more prayer. So that's typically how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Cool. So so there was uh, Sharon. You, you mentioned. There. Have there been other people sort of along the way at different points in the journey? Oh, definitely. Um, lots of. Um, ladies in my life that um, that I've learned from, but um, none that stick out at the moment. Definitely one, definitely being Sharon. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I learn a lot from online teachers okay. um, and pastors and preachers. Yeah. Cool. So, Internet's um, awesome. Just name, yeah, David Jeremiah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Charles Stanley. Um, there's a theologian called Mike Winger. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, great. that's pretty much what I think of, yeah. Mike Winger with his, like, four-hour-long videos on different things. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And I will sit there and watch it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate Mike. He's a gift to the church for sure. Do you have particular things that you look back on? Um, let's say, hypothetically, you were talking to, you know, yourself as a brand-new convert and you could talk to yourself, a four-years-younger version of you. Um, are there any particular things that um, have gone really well in the Christian life so far where you've thought, man, like, I'm so glad it's gone that way. Um, God's really blessed me in this. I'm glad um, that, you know, this is how it's turned out. Do you have any particular things where you're like, yep, that was good. We we got that going pretty quickly on and there. I'm gl- good lessons I've learned. Do you have particular things like that that stick out? Um, probably trusting the Lord. Okay. Talk to me about that. Like, if, yeah. Um, there's been so many situations in my life where, in the last four years where everything is changing really quickly and um, my situations have been very up in the air um, and uncertain Um, and just learning to really trust the Lord that he's will come through. He will work everything out as long as you, you know, put your plans out there and um, start working. You know what I mean? Like start, um, making the ball roll and you'll see the Lord working within what you're doing and setting everything up. Like if 
uh, one door closes, another one will open. God, God is the one that does that. And just mm. trusting, trusting in that, trusting that the Lord has your best interests at heart has been yeah. like a one of the biggest lessons for me um, yeah. in this last four years. Uh, but yeah, so that's just, I think the main thing is just learning to trust God. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you raise a, a good point there too, because eh? it's like, I think a lot of people think trusting the Lord does mean just sort of freezing and, you know, just, you don't yeah. do any action. Uh, you don't make any moves until you've mm. had this, I don't know what what you're expecting. But yeah, quite often, like when you get moving and just start doing like the ordinary things that God's laid out for you to do, you find him showing up just in, in the midst of the ordinary. Like I love the way Ecclesiastes yeah. says, whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's so true, right? You, you, you can't just sit there and go, okay, well, I'm just sort of freezing until, until I perceive something. It's like, well, what has God actually laid out for you to do? Um, like act, do something. And you'll find that like mm. that can be trusting God and that, um, yeah. you know, he shows up in the midst of it. Absolutely. Um, and when you're still before the Lord, mm. um, that's a good thing to do as well. Mm. Um, but if you're still for too long, you know, nothing really happens, nothing. Yeah. Um, you don't see any progress within yourself or within yeah. the situations around you. You you kind of come to a standstill and that's when you feel, for me, that's when I feel like um, when my faith can kind of dwindle because sure. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so just learning that trust and keep moving. Yeah, that's awesome. Putting the shoe on the other foot, do you have particular things mm -hmm. that, I mean, looking back over the last four years, you go, man, I wish I knew that right at the beginning. And I've, I've figured it out now, but it was a it was a rough way to learn it. Yeah. Um, I, I have one particular circumstance um, with my husband. Okay. Um, and he wasn't a Christian. Well, yeah, he wasn't a Christian. Okay. Um. He grew up Jehovah Witness, um, so they obviously they believe lots of different things to uh, Christianity and mm. um, yeah. So it kind of his faith wasn't there, sure. If that makes sense, so he wasn't a practicing Jehovah Witness, and he didn't want to get into Christianity either. Okay, um, but. When I came to the faith and when I um, gave my life to the Lord, I thought that it was my job, my duty to convert my husband. Okay. So um, instead of trying to show the Lord by my actions, I was trying to bring him to the Lord by my words and being quite judgmental and very like zealous <laughs> yeah. i had a lot of zeal yeah. for god and yeah. i think that kind of put him off a bit like being okay. overly too overly uh what, what do you what's the word you know just trying to push him just sure. trying to yeah too pushy so i think i learned the hard way that that's not the right way to do it mm. you know god is god brings salvation and we sure. we just plant the seeds and we water the seeds, but sure. God is the one that grows it and brings it into um, full salvation and 
mm. yeah, and to faith into someone's life. So right. I think that's one of my biggest regrets. But um, yeah, the Lord, the Lord knew. <laughs> okay. He He knew that was a mistake, and um, I just thank Him that um, my husband is a Christian now. Um, and that's that awesome. He, yeah, that hope wasn't all lost, and I didn't mess it up for everything. I didn't mess it up for him. Yeah. Or, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> and how long has that been for? Um, I think he came to the Lord a year after me, so three wow. years. Man, that's yeah. so cool. That's so <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, but eh? it was yeah, oh, a blessing. and Yeah. Yeah, we've just been... Um, learning how to have God in our relationship and put him at the front of our mm. relationship. And I think it's been a blessing because the Lord is for marriages and for wives and husbands to be together and mm. to create that foundation of a family. And we don't see that very much in our own families. Yeah. So just learning how the Lord is for that and how he works in, in a marriage, it's beautiful. Mm. Is that a pretty full-on thing, working through all the Christian stuff together? Yeah, because obviously with his background, um, their fundamentals are different. Yeah. What they believe in, um, who Jesus is, um, hell, things like that. So um, it's been uh, tough to navigate. Yeah. But, you know, with the Holy Spirit's help, you know, he reveals the truth. Yeah. Um, and without without the Holy Spirit, uh, we wouldn't be united in mind, mm. um, which we, we have been. Um, and just studying the Word together every night mm. and reading, and it's beautiful, yeah. So, That's, yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> that is that is amazing. What a, what a cool story. Mate, yeah. I'll have to get him on here sometime. <laughs> that's, that's another <laughs> very cool story. That'd Can't be cool. talk to him about that. That'd be awesome. Let's talk about scripture. So it sounds like you're a woman of the word. I mean, I'm hearing you just even as we're talking, just casually throwing in quotes from scripture throughout the conversation, which sounds to me like you've spent a bit of time in it. So can you tell me about how you've found just engaging with the Bible? You mentioned earlier that, uh, I can't remember who you said, but someone gave you a Bible not long after you had been, oh, I think it was your boss, not long after you'd been yeah. talking to Jock. So yeah, talk to me about the Bible and how that sort of made its way into your world. Oh, I love the Bible. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, and, you know, because it's living and active, it's meant to impact our lives, mm. which it has very much so impacted my life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know what more to say about it, mm. but I think without without God's word, it's so hard to, live life and i i know what mm. it's like before yeah um before i became a christian before knowing about the bible it's mm. it's hard it's it's a lonely journey you just mm. you don't have wisdom you don't have understanding mm. um but with the bible through that that's when you come to learn um about yourself and about the world and about god and I think just learning his promises and his commandments and um, learning who he is and how he is, it's 
it's profound and it, it does change your life. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's the one thing, like the Bible is what really changed my heart. Yeah. And um, without that, I, I don't think I would have, um, I don't think I would be a Christian without the Bible. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, it can be, it can be done, I guess, but yeah, without the scriptures. Yeah. Mm. My life wouldn't be complete. <laughs> Do you remember how you initially found it? You know, the first time you cracked it open, were you, were you a bit, I don't know what the word is, apprehensive, nervous going into it? What were you expecting? Because uh, um, when I was a kid, I always, whenever I like looked at a Bible, it was just gibberish to me. I okay. didn't understand it. The language was old. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I couldn't understand anything that the Bible was saying. Mm. Um, when I picked it up, uh, when I was given the Bible, um, it came alive. And when I was reading it, I understood everything, like what it meant. And because I had the, I was given the NIV version. Um, but when I read it, I was like, wow, I, I can actually understand this now. Like I didn't, I couldn't mm. before. Um, and I think that the spirit, you know, opens your eyes and helps you to understand it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was I was nervous going into it because I thought, oh, I'll never be able to understand because it's such old, weird language. But mm. no, I was, it was like, like, golden words jumping out on the page at me. It was mm. amazing. Do you have a particular system or set of rhythms that you use to make sure you're, you know, you're consistently getting into it? Uh, getting into the word? Yeah. Um, well, every night me and my husband have like an altar time. So we read um, from the New Testament, the Old Testament, and like the Psalms or Proverbs, sure. Psalms or Proverbs. So it just depends. Um, usually we used to read um, one proverb a day. Cool. Um, but now we're, we're just kind of getting into the Psalms now. Um, yep. But yeah, so that's for our together time. Um, yep. And then on my own, um, I usually, um, I used to wake up at about five and be with the Lord before I got ready for work. Um, so I just open the word and read. I have my notebook there and, um, you know, write things down that I'm learning. And But I think sticking to, like, a theme or a topic um, that I'm – or if I have a question and I wanna, want answers to, I just kind of find something online. Um, that will help me, like a certain book that will help me um, understand um, a question because I know each book has a theme. Um, but, yeah, so just doing it that way I think really helps me be consistent. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, but he was a pastor in the 1800s over in London and yeah, a massive church. A lot of people were converted, but as people would join the church, he would ask them all this question, which is what would you love to accomplish for the Lord? So I pose that question to you, um, assuming there'll be decades in front of you as a, as a believer, what would you love to accomplish for Jesus Christ? 
Oh, um, the one thing that I want to do is I want to disciple someone. So I haven't, the Lord hasn't brought anyone to me yet. Um, so that's the one thing I want to do is just to disciple someone. Um, cool. But yeah, on a, on a grander scale, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, probably, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't actually thought about it. <laughs> that's cool. It's a bit of a random question, but I just like plagiarizing his <laughs> question. So no, that's cool. Hey, let's <laughs> jump into some rapid fire questions. Feel free to delve into these as long as you want, or if you want to just give one word answers, that's that's no problem as yeah. well. But let's just have some fun with this. So imagining you're on a deserted island, uh, you've only got five books of the Bible with you. What would they be? What five books of the Bible would you read? Oh, five books. Um, Genesis, Colossians, Romans, Psalms, and James. Very nice. Are you a life verse person? Yep. Yeah, what's your life verse? <laughs> um, I have it tattooed on me, Psalm 3418. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Lord is uh, close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Lovely. Best thing about being a Christian? Best thing, knowing God, being loved by the Lord. Hmm. Awesome book of the bible you would like to understand better romans i always go back to romans because yeah. it's so there's so much in it yeah and the one thing that i take away from it is god's grace yeah um but yeah i i just i just always go back to romans i love romans awesome. um so just knowing that off by heart i think <laughs> that's is cool what i wanted yeah <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Romans is one of my faves. It's it's a great book. Yeah. Uh, something that the New Zealand church could do better at? Probably, oh, I don't know, understanding culture more, mm. I think, um, that it's not evil. Okay. You know, like culture in of itself is not evil. Maybe sure. the traditions are um, yeah. and the worshipping of idols sure. is more um, evil. So maybe just like understanding culture, I think might be better to evangelize and reach sure. our people. Yeah. Sure. That's awesome. Favorite, uh, Christian song. Christian song. Um, blessed assurance. The hymn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blessed song. assurance. <laughs> yeah. That's a great song. That's great. So what sticks out to you about blessed assurance of all the songs out there? What do you like about it? <clears throat> Uh, the lyrics. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But yeah, um, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. I oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Yeah, the theology packed into that is so solid. Eh? So good. Very rich song. You've kind of you've kind of mentioned this already, but I'll just throw it out there just in case you've got anything you want to add. Tip for Bible reading. If someone's just starting reading the Bible this week, what tip would you give them for uh, having a solid crack at it? Um, be patient with yourself. Um, you're not going to understand everything straight away. Um, and, you know, have someone there that, um, can answer any questions that you may have. But I think the biggest tip is to pray. Um, definitely pray. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to help you understand and to give, um, you spiritual, um, 
understanding of what you're reading, I think. Yeah. Are you, are you a reader of things outside the Bible? Are you, is that much up your alley? Um, yeah, yep, yeah, uh, sort of, not really. Okay. <laughs> um, but I do, I do read a, a lot of things um, at the moment. Um, what am I reading? Where is my book? Oh, I can't find it, but yeah, no Loving God um, cool. by, um, oh, I can't remember the author's name, but. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> uh, now, I do have a question here to say a favorite thing about your church. Uh, and you yeah. have you have mentioned that you're at Roosevelt Road. So I'm just going to tell you really quickly my Roosevelt Road story. And then you can say your favorite yeah. thing about Roosevelt Road. So I preached in Roosevelt Road uh, in 2016. Um, and for some reason, I had some young some young friends of mine wanted to come along, I guess, to support me while I preached there. And for some reason, one of them, uh, his name's Blake Hanna. Hey, Blake, if you're listening, I don't know if he listens to this. Uh, he rocks up in this three-piece suit. Don't know why. <laughs> and he's sitting there, and I preach, and it, it all went at least okay, I think. And then I went and sat down, and it was time for the Lord's Supper. And he, in the depths of his three-piece suit, like in the pocket inside his you know, suit jacket, he had his phone. And do you know, like, have you ever watched pro wrestling? Do you know who John Cena is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know so who he, John. <laughs> yeah, so he's got like for some reason the the John Cena theme song, uh, but as like a dubstep remix, as like an alarm <laughs> on his phone, and it goes off in the middle of the Lord's Supper, but he can't find the phone because it's so deep in this weird <laughs> pocket of his jacket. So he's like frantically like rummaging around trying to find this phone, and it just goes on for ages and ages, and it just felt like an eternity. And it, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Like I kind of half thought it was just funny, the tragedy of it, but also it was like super embarrassing. And um, yeah, I think the poor people at Roosevelt Road uh, were obviously very distracted in, in the Lord's Supper that day. So that's my uh, that's my Roosevelt Road story. <laughs> it was a great oh, morning a down- at That's a downside to men's attire. You've got too many pockets, whereas yeah, us ladies would just get our bags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it would have been easy to find. Exactly. So anyway, with that in mind, um, the people were very gracious. No one, no one mentioned anything at all. Uh, but the, it was, it was terrible. Uh, so funny. Um, favorite thing about Roosevelt Road? Um, I think um, the worship uh, segment of the oh, what do you call it? The day. Yeah. <laughs> so we have like it's kind of structured. So we have like an hour of worship. Yeah. And then. Uh, the Lord's Supper and then the teaching so I think that's my most favorite is that hour of worship where we um, read scripture and just worship the Lord and you know the the men um, or the elders they don't um, coordinate the message or of the worship but the worship each one that each um, man that speaks it's very like you can see that the the Lord is at work, the spirits there, because it's always on the same topic of worship yeah. um, for each speaker. So I think that's the most beautiful and favorite thing that I love about that church. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast. Drop us a comment on this episode. Let us know what you think. 
drop us a five-star rating if you so desire our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz redeemer is a bible teaching church on second avenue right in the center of tauranga if you're in town come along and join us for a service uh, we worship the lord together courtney been so good to have you with us today thank you so much for having me and that's the end shalom <laughs> yeah shalom shalom indeed exactly now how do i hit unrecord grace and peace to you Shalom, Krizos. Hey, just before we finish up the podcast, I just wanted to draw your attention to a book project that Anthony, one of the pastors at the church, and I have just finished working on. It's called Church and State Reflections on the Things of Caesar and the Things of God, discussing the issue of the relationship between the church and the state. What kind of things should the state tackle? What kind of things should the church tackle? Is there any overlap between the two? If you're in need of some more misinformation and extremism in your life, uh, I'd encourage you to go check it out. It's available for free over at the church facebook page have a happy rest of your tuesday